Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And Matt, the dream is dead. One day or one game after the dream stayed alive with St. John's, (laughs) ASU uh, loses by 17 to Buffalo, 91-74. That's how it goes this time of year, as we talked about. You know, you you, uh, try to just advance, you know, one game at a time and... You can't guarantee that the the next game is going to be an advance. Doesn't matter who you are. I mean, you know, good teams lose, and you know we uh, we were just outclassed today, as we you know both said in text throughout the game. Um, I mean, it was you know we got out to a decent start, had a had a fourteen ten lead, and they went on a, a twenty one to five run uh, to take a thirty one nineteen lead from there. I don't know that we were ever actually back within single digits. I think we got it to 10 a couple times, but uh, never less than that. And, and that's that, you know, I mean, it just, uh, it, it's, they were better and they deserved the win and you, you know, you shake their hand and move on. Irony of ironies. ASU went 19 of 20 at the line today. Um, but unfortunately yeah, I mean, ASU went three of 22 from three, including yeah. a, combined one of 13 for Dort and Edwards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and the first half, 0 for 9, um, I think, you know, started maybe 1 for 15 or thereabouts. I mean, maybe Oh, yeah, I mean, we were, we were 0 of 9 in the first half and 3 of 13 in the second. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, we made a couple there, uh, you know, that really when the game was basically decided. Um, and just you know, way off. I mean, really, you know, you, you always uh, – think about you know what it's like shooting in a, in a new arena it just it felt like you know we were we were just not seeing the baskets I mean we're not a great outside shooting team and it's no surprise that that would you know be a big part of our ultimate demise this year um, but uh, yeah these these were just not close I mean Rob Edwards missed four in the first half that weren't close and he's our best outside shooter Martin took one that was way short Dort had an air ball uh, and one that was way off. I mean, it just, you know, it, it was it was uh, surprising how far off they were, and that is just not good enough. And, and then the defense just was not good enough today. I mean, we, we got out to a pretty good start defensively. White was active. Um, but White, once White they got, played a very good game. White did play a very good game, yeah, and, and Cheatham played a good game. Um you know, and, not surprising I for mean, Cheatham, who led the team no, with 22 not, points. Not. Right. I mean, you know, it, look, they were the better team. They were supposed to be the better team. And, you know, in the tournament, the, the higher seeded team obviously does not always win. And you hope that we could be the team that, you know, finds a way to overcome. But uh, Buffalo played well. I mean, they, they shot it well. They, they scored inside. They scored on the fast break. Um you know, they, they certainly looked every bit the team that won 31 games this year. Uh, and I, even if we had played well, I'm not sure it was good enough to beat them. But we did not play well either, and that's why the, the margin was pretty lopsided the whole second half. Yeah, the Bulls, or the Braves if you listen to Brad Nessler, but the <laughs> Bulls for everyone else, yeah. uh, you know, basically outworked – Whatever defensive scheme ASU had, when we went zone, they hit threes. When we went yeah. man, they were able to slash and kick and get around our guys. When you know we would make something, they would still press. You know, running down yeah. the court, and a number of times on their twenty-one to five run, they 
just blitzed us down the court yeah. and there was nothing we could do. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a very um, athletic team. Uh, I texted you in the first half. You know, you think of these small conference teams, and the MAC isn't a super small conference, but it's it's you know it's in the middle tier of conference powers. Um, and you think of teams like that that are good, and, and you have this mental picture of a team with a bunch of shooters and uh, you know undersized, scrappy, white. I'll just say it. Um, and that's not that. I mean, this is a team that. Uh, you could you could take that lineup and put them in the Big East or the Big Ten or the ACC, and they would not look out of place at all. I mean, they got size, they got um, athleticism, they got shooters. You know, it's it's a well rounded team. They they like I said, they scored inside and outside. They got good ball handlers. I mean, it's it's a good team, and and the way they played today, I'd say um, they have a good chance of advancing further. Now, Texas Tech is a good team too, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, they they certainly look the part of a team that's been in the top twenty five most of the year. Looking at ASU next season, and we kind of did this a little bit after their Pac twelve tournament exit right. um, when we thought that might have been the last meaningful game we played. But we got two more, so you know it's okay. But yeah, now it's now it's officially time to put a bow on it and look ahead to twenty nineteen twenty. Cheatham and Lake are both gone for sure. Dort is yeah. all but gone as well. Um, I think so. You know, Martin, I think, is the lock of locks to be back. Yeah. You know? You'd be, I'd be very surprised if he wasn't for whatever reason, whether it's uh, – I mean, I, I don't see him being a pro early entry prospect, and I don't see why he would, you know – be a transfer possibility i mean he's the starting point guard uh you know no no real logical reason for him to leave been to Um, the tournament twice right right Mm. you know so yeah i would i would think for sure he's back and you'd think rob edwards is probably a safe bet to be back because he's already been a transfer Mm -hmm. uh and sat out a year and so you know you'd expect that uh he's back and and you know romello white should be back for his you know third year as the primary big and white um, also we shouldn't forget burned uh, burned his redshirt year as a freshman he did he did yeah yeah um kamani lawrence should be back you you'd hope um but you know i think lawrence and terry if you were gonna look at the rotation guys who might be you know you wouldn't be stunned if they transferred it'd be those two i hope not i mean i you know i you you You'd hope not, basically, based on what they did. There's no logical, like, well, they fell out of the rotation, and yeah, they're gone. Um, but, you know, you always have to kind of be aware of it. Basketball, football, too, obviously, for, for differing reasons. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, we should have. We Basically, we played an eight-man rotation for most of this season. Uh, all goes according to plan. We should have five of those guys back. I don't think Dort will be back. I suppose, you know, it's not official until it's official. Um but, you know, if we do have five guys back who either started or played significant minutes this year for us, that's a good foundation to build around. And then you add, uh, you know, you add some, some decent pieces in the recruiting world. Um, I saw we were on the very long list for this transfer kid. I can't remember where from. Little Rock, I want to say. Arkansas mm-hmm. Little Rock. Um, who's a grad transfer. He's got like 25 schools he's interested in, but one of them's us. Uh, and we know, you know how you so, feel about uh, announcing your <laughs> list of schools. Well, this 
this is a grad transfer that was being reported by media. So I'll I'll uh, I'll give the kid the benefit of the doubt a little bit. He didn't post a tweet or an Instagram with you know hashtags or whatever. But but yeah, he's got. I mean, I'm certainly not uh, you know booking his spot in the lineup. Um, I read the big story this week, and I don't know if you did too on the Athletic about Alonzo Verge. Mm-hmm. It gets you excited about you know how good he could be. Now we've heard this before, and you know, but uh, Chicago Sun Times, uh, Mister right. Basketball for Chicago. I mean, you read it and you think, you know, my gosh, we're adding a, we're adding an All American here. He can score in bunches. He can handle the ball. I mean, like you know, there's just no stopping us. Well, you know, I I've heard that before, and I hope he's that good. Sure, but you know, until you see a guy play, but you know. Excited by what he can bring. Jalen House, obviously, a, a legacy addition um, who had a very, you know, touted career here in high school, um, playing for the now disgraced Mike Bibby, or possibly disgraced Mike Bibby. Um, but, uh, you know, there's there's pieces in place to hopefully have a good team. And, you know, maybe you get something out of uh, Baltonin, who looks like he's about 14 years old. Um, whenever he gets in, he, you know, looks like we stole a high school kid out of the stands and put him in uniform. Scheibel's uh, back, you would... Scheibel, potentially, yeah. And the um, fact that he didn't leave this year makes you think... No, that, he didn't, yeah, yeah, you know. Um, maybe Yorosh gives you your, you know, something inside, I don't know. Uh, I think we got another big man that, that committed um, the week of that Kansas game when you were here, so... Yes. So, you know, there's, there's pieces there, um, and there's a foundation there. We've been... In the tournament, two years in a row, we won a game this year. We uh, improved our, you know, Pac-12 record from eight and ten to twelve and six. Uh, you know, finished second outright. Won over Arizona. Won at UCLA. I mean, it, you know, it's it's we beat Washington. It's it's not a it's not a bad season. I think it's a season that could have been a little better. Um, you know, I think this team could have could have maybe won the Pac-12. Could have maybe you know gotten a higher seed and gotten to the second round, but ultimately it was not a team that was built to you know go to the final four or anything like that. Um, you know, it, it, if it didn't max out, it came close to maxing out this year. Yeah, I think the hardest guy to replace. First of all, uh, a couple things: the prospect who signed during the Kansas weekend, or not signed, I guess he committed, but is unsigned, mm-hmm. is Jalen Graham from Mountain Point. That's right. That's right. Uh, and forgetting his name. Yeah. The, the thing about Verge is he's only six three, and it's going to be hard to find someone to replace what Cheatham gave you. So you're going to need <clears throat> a lot of people to do pieces. I think, sure. you know, maybe Lawrence can be the third ball handler. Maybe Edwards yeah. can take on a little more ball handling duties. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every team, you know, has its own identity. Obviously, last year's team was three guards and, you know, played three guards almost all the time, sometimes four when Martin would play it with those three seniors. Um, this year's team was a little bit more well-rounded when it came to size, but not as good at shooting. You know, next year's team may resemble a little bit more the 2017-18 squad. Uh, not exactly, but, you know, maybe more guard-oriented. If you have Martin, Edwards, Burge, House, you know, if all those guys are contributors, um, you know, it might be more a situation where you're playing three guards and, you know, you don't really have a guy in the Cheatham role because you don't, you don't have, I mean. Because you Cheatham's don't have a guy who can play the Cheatham role. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you you kind of created a role for him because of his unique talents and skill. Um, 
and and I don't know that you'll have that. I mean, Lawrence is probably the closest to it, but he's not the same kind of ball handler. I don't think he's the same kind of defender. Now, maybe with an offseason, you know, maybe he can grow into that. I don't know. Uh, I mean, he, he improved this year from his freshman year. Um, but, you know, body type-wise, he's probably the closest to it. But that's, it's you know, I mean, he's a he's a unique talent. I mean, he's not, you know, the greatest player in the history of basketball. But, you know, Cheatham brought a, a unique combination of things that it won't be easy to replace. Yeah, that's for sure true. And if Dort goes, obviously, you know, he was a, he was a key part of this team. I mean, he had some nights where he kind of disappeared and some inconsistent stretches. But, uh, you know, he was good on, on ball defense. He was, a, you know, he could score. I mean, he was our leading scorer, uh, I believe, you know, at the end of the year. Um, and, and so, you know, those are two tough holes to fill. But every team is, has got holes to fill. I mean, you know, find, find me a team that brings back every single player. And I'll find you a team that probably isn't any good. Yeah, I, you know the the simple fact is most teams that are good bring back no one or right, one guy exactly. So or if you yeah yeah so I mean you you just that's college sports first of all you're rarely ever going to have your entire team back because of simple you know first of all just simple eligibility expiring um, now the transfer world has become so popular uh if you've got guys who are really good you know you have early entries like dort so that's just the way it is um and and you know it's kind of like replacing coaches if coaches get better opportunities and you just have to do it that's the price of having some success getting a getting a recruit like lou dort who's a you know potential first round pick coming out of high school whether he'll go in the first round i don't know but he was on that radar going into the season uh you know that's the price you pay. You have them for one, maybe two years, and that's it. I think that this next season will be an interesting test for Hurley as a coach mm-hmm. because he was able to go from veteran leaders inherited or otherwise mm-hmm. um, to picking up Cheatham to next year's team not really having a senior. I guess no. Rob Edwards. Rob Edwards, um, I guess, yeah, would be, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you know, it, it won't have, uh, I guess it would only have one senior, but should have, you know, Martin, who's a, a junior, played a lot his first two years. White, who's a junior, played a lot his first two years, really, you know, been on the team for three years. Um, Lawrence, who's a junior, played a fair amount, you know, this year and some last year. So, you know, it may not be senior heavy, but it it's it should be relatively experienced. I mean, that should not be. You know, you hear it all the time, and I heard it this year. You know, oh, we're so young, we're so new, blah blah blah. That should not be the case next year. I hope we're not hearing that. If we are, something's gone wrong. Um, you know, we've got a fair amount coming back. That's that's not only experienced, but but played big roles. You know, not guys who've just sat on the bench for two years. And so that should not be the story that we're reading in October is, oh, we're worried about how much inexperience we've got. If, if that's what we're reading, something's amiss. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, doesn't, mean it won't, doesn't mean that won't happen. <laughs> but right now, that should not be the case. I was going to say, while I agree, I, I think that that might be a, an easy cop-out for the national media. Yeah, 
yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's all there's always uh, something. Well, they've only got one senior. Well, you know, a, a lot of really good teams don't have many seniors. I mean, that's that's basketball. If you're relying on seniors, you know, I mean, you can be good. Uh, Nevada was a team that had a lot, you know, had a five senior lineup and, and they were good, although never as good as they were supposed to be this year, but they were good. Uh, you know, there's exceptions, but more often than not, if, if you're going to be good, you're going to be good with uh, freshmen and sophomores a lot of times. Uh, if you happen to have, you know, good junior players like we should have next year, that's a bit of a rarity at, at this level. You know, if you were in the West Coast Conference, maybe not. But in the Pac-12, you know, you you gotta you gotta win with young guys. Yeah. And the Pac-12, you know, had at least a modicum of good news. ASU won a game. Oregon beat Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, not a complete disaster of a. Did Oregon win? Oregon won by eighteen. Is it over? Seventy-two fifty-four. Wow, they opened it up, man. Put it when on the, the Badgers. Game ended, they were only up by six or something like that. Yeah, no, they put it on the Badgers, which... Uh, that's, boy, that's been their pattern. You know, they did that in the conference tournament, too. I mean, they were up on Washington by two and then blew them out in the second half. They were they were down to Utah and blew them out in the second half. They, they've certainly been a really good second-half team lately. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, so. you know, but it's a positive development. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's better than last year. It couldn't be much worse than last year, obviously, when you get, you know, three teams in and they go 0-3 and only one even made the, you know, the round of 64. And that team got blown out by Buffalo. So things come full circle. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's better than it was last year. I expect Washington to get beat tonight, but we'll see, I guess. Uh, you know, some... I was surprised Iowa won, you know, for example. I thought they were a team that was reeling coming in, and they won. Um, other teams that were reeling coming in have lost. You know, Louisville lost, Marquette lost, Seton Hall. Well, not Seton Hall's bad bad example. They were playing well. But, but you know, a few other teams that came in back and in. St. John's is the team I'm thinking of, and that was mm-hmm. against us. Um, you know, so we'll see what Washington does. Um, but, yeah, hey, I mean, there's a team going to the round of 32, so it's already better than last year. Yeah. It is. Uh, it's kind of crazy, but it is. It is <laughs> yeah, a. I mean, it is a positive development. It is. It is. A, yeah. I mean, you know. You know. I read, and and I had. You know. It's funny how perspective changes, and you forget. You know. I, I did read Haller a few weeks ago. Was wrote a story about the Pac-12 and made the point that you know two years ago they went into the tournament with three teams that were seated third or higher. Um, Oregon made the Final Four. Uh, Arizona and UCLA, I think, lost in the Sweet 16 that year. So it's not like it's been, you know, a decade without having a good conference. Um, but the last two years have been lean. And, and you know, last year Arizona was good but not great. Um, this year there really wasn't a team that even was that good, you know, on a national level. So it's been a tough go, and hopefully uh, things will, I mean, supposedly – Teams have some good recruiting classes coming in, and you know there's there's optimism in the conference, but we'll see. You know, I mean, you gotta gotta see it to believe it in this case. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll be here. We'll be talking about it next season. Uh, yeah. We'll we'll yeah. do some more tournament recaps, but now that ASU is done, I think it's going to be after sure. each chunk of weekend and not uh, sure, sure. And, and uh, you know, here and it's it's a little hard now. We'll uh, 
we, we should do a you know a little bit more look back at the season and what we think and it's always hard to do it in the immediate aftermath of losing um you know put some perspective on it in maybe two or three weeks uh, uh but you know all in all i don't think uh Certainly not a terrible season. I mean, given given what we've dealt with as ASU basketball fans, um, losing in the round of 64 is nothing to hang our heads about. Absolutely true. Uh, until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.